Welcome in to the Fun Astrology Podcast. Let's do it. Ow! Hey, I've been out of practice. Should have recorded that without the music. <laughs> Welcome back. Thanks for stopping by on Full Moon Eclipse Day for the first of four eclipses in 2021. This one gets us started. The next one will be June 10th, and that will be an annular solar eclipse. Now, this is a total lunar, if you can see it. We mentioned yesterday that this is kind of a, an upside-down bell curve, if you will. So the bell goes south, and it kind of is right in the middle of the United States, basically where it's still dark at 7.11 Eastern time. So back up central, 6.11, eh, Western uh, or mountain time zone, six, uh, 5.11, yes, and certainly in the Pacific time zone at 4.11, you would get to see it brightly if there's not uh, too much light pollution. 7.11 Eastern is the beginning, 7.19 is the peak, and then it is done and over by 7.26. It's quick. 14-15 minutes is a quick lunar eclipse of any kind. And like I said, this is a full lunar eclipse, so you will get the complete shadowing if you are able to see it. Let's talk about the aspects surrounding this moon, and then we'll talk about some of the myths around eclipses in general. So basically, we have the Saturn-Uranus. We have to acknowledge that because that's ever-present, coming more present because Saturn is now in retrograde, and it is moving back toward Uranus, where it will intersect, I believe, what is that date? June 14th. You know where I got that? Fun Astrology website, under the blog, on the right-hand side. So that's that aspect that we've been watching and talking about all year. So as that begins to narrow down and get stronger, we have to acknowledge it being back in the space. We also have a square. It's wide at the point of the eclipse and the full moon, but it is there, and that's between the moon and Jupiter. So Jupiter being obviously in Pisces now, and the moon in Jupiter's home sign of, a, of Sagittarius, squaring. I don't know if that holds a lot of significance, but if we are talking about kind of what we're doing around our full moon process, with Jupiter a little bit challenged on this one, you might just make it more reflective than expecting a lot of dominoes to fall in front of your path. You know what I mean on that? Just make it more internal. And that corresponds with the energy we talked about yesterday. The other crankiness in this chart is between Neptune and Pisces and Venus and Mercury. So Pisces is squaring a bunch of stuff right now. In fact, let's see, we could also say that the Sun and Jupiter, the Sun and Jupiter are also in a square. So Pisces is throwing off some squares here, is bottom line what's going on. And that's going to create some spiritual tension. So yesterday we had that beautiful grand trine ahead of this involving Neptune and the moon. That was kind of a skid of preparation. But now that we have the actual event, there's some tension. So, you know, maybe this validates some of these myths that I was going to address about eclipses. So I was talking yesterday about going to the big 2017 full solar eclipse. Okay, so that was good and well and I don't know that there was anything magical other than just a really spectacular event. So I've been watching eclipses since, and I see all of the hype. I mean, I see all of the secular hype, and I see all of the astrological hype, and the metaphysical hype, and how these are gateways and portals, and 
activations and all these words that sound really great, but what really what really goes on? So I thought I'd give you a little glimpse into my process of all of this is I like to run it through a filter to see if there is some kind of consistency around various things that we learn and study about astrology. So take Mars, for example, the typical cookie cutter events of Mars, strength, power, determination. Do you see that when Mars comes into the picture? Oh, like crazy. I mean, I've got it in my own chart. I see it in readings. And yes, you can attribute a lot of those kinds of things to Mars. Also, warrior, fighter, anger, aggression. So yes, Mars is patternable in my book. By my own observation, Mars and the attributions of Mars are definitely patternable. Eclipses? I got to tell you, I've tried every which way. And as I look back in various things, cultures around the world have treated eclipses as various omens and typically not positively. Here's one I found is a particular tribe, Indian tribe, the Chippewa, used to shoot flaming arrows into the sky to rekindle the sun (laughs) on a solar, I guess. And then it says tribes in Peru did the same for a different reason. They hoped to scare off a beast that was attacking the sun. In India, there's a tradition that the demon spirit Rahu stole and then consumed the nectar of immortality, but got beheaded before he could swallow it. The immortal head flies into the heavens. The sun and moon alerted the gods to the theft, so he takes revenge on them. So when Rahu swallows an orb, we have an eclipse. But the orb returns to view because Rahu has no body. (laughs) Well, that's pretty far out. An Indonesian and Polynesian myth, same Rahu, consumes the sun, but it burns his tongue, so he spits it out. I found something that said that Tibetan Buddhists believe that the good and bad deeds done under a lunar eclipse are multiplied tenfold. Well, that'd be good. An African myth is that it's a good time to forgive. Many Native American tribes believe that it was a sign of transformation to come. Well, I've got a list. (laughs) I bet you do too. Let's put it out there. Oh, and this was a big one. In several cultures, expectant mothers are advised to stay indoors when the moon turns dark for a fear that it will curse their unborn child. Well, that's a good one to stop because I think you get the drift that there are just a lot of myths and misinterpretations of a natural phenomenon. When you go in and study the astronomy of what happens, you realize that basically twice a year we get into a certain position in our orbit and the alignments are more exact. And that's where you get the eclipse. And with that, I love this and I forget which website I got this from because I clipped from several, but it said that we can really boil this down, removing all the fear, and enjoy them for what they really are, which is a rare and beautiful celestial event. And so we'll leave this one with that. Do your full moon ceremony, do your full moon releasing, and realize that, yeah, maybe there is a little bit of extra octane around it. And if there's not, you're doing it anyway. And you're following a cycle that has caused the tides and the changes on planet Earth for thousands and tens of thousands of years. I love you. I will see you back on Monday. This is adieu, but not goodbye. (laughs) Have a good rest of the week. 
Basically, it's just clicking the moon on through Capricorn and Aquarius and into Pisces. And by then, we will be back together. I'll see you Monday. Have a good one. Bye-bye.